Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host and a marriage celebrant in Melbourne. If you're interested in booking me as your celebrant, please give the podcast a review and just email me a screenshot to get a 10% listener discount off the package of your choice. For those of you that are new to my audience, thank you for joining me. Each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Emma from the High Tea Mistress, the experts in creating unique and specialised high tea experiences for all occasions, including all the crockery, furniture and trimmings. Whether it be a luxurious proposal picnic, a hen's day in the parlour, or a delicious spread delivered straight to you whilst you get ready on your wedding day, the High Tea Mistress has got you covered. So Emma, I'm speaking with Emma, aren't I? Yes, you are. Yep. And how are you, Emma? Thank you so much for joining me tonight. No, thank you for having me. Um, I'm good. It's been a busy day getting back into the swing of things after everything, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah, well, that's the thing though, isn't it? That's um, a good problem to have, I guess, that you're super busy at the moment. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. I'm grateful for that because I know there's lots of my colleagues, both in the wedding and the tourism industry, that, um, yeah, have not been so busy. So, yeah. Yeah. 2020 has been a tough year for everyone, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. We've... We have been busy because we managed to pivot, but um, yeah, I know that a lot of for a lot of other businesses that wasn't um, necessarily an option. So yeah, we are very thankful that we were able to do that. So yeah, yeah. So you're from the high team mistress. So let's talk about the original services. We'll probably talk about how you pivoted a little bit later. But yeah, let's talk about the, uh-huh. the offerings that you have, um, I guess, with a particular focus on weddings and, and couples getting married. Yeah, so we originally started the business three and a half years ago as purely a mobile high tea business. And along the way, we got into picnics as well. Um, so our services, we offer our mobile services we offer victoria wide so uh, we go into people's homes or a local park or if they've hired a hall or a venue that doesn't offer catering uh, we go in set everything up for everyone and plate up all the food and then we leave them to high tea in peace um, which allows them to have a bit more of an intimate, personalised experience. Uh, so right from the get-go, we have um, made sure that our services were unique to our customers. So they get to choose their own menu from our menu selections. They get to choose what crockery they want to have. And it's sort of all been focused on what the client wants and need from our services, so, which makes us a little bit unique in comparison to other businesses out there. 
Yeah, definitely. So would you say that you're more focused on, say, like a hen's day or a kitchen tea, or do you, you're also catering for the actual getting ready on the big day of the wedding as well? Is that right? Yes, we now do offer getting ready on the big day, but uh, we have mainly done uh, kitchen teas are probably not so much thing anymore um and if they are they're sort of combined with a hen's party so um we are generally towards the start of the day and um brides will invite their their family and things like that and have a high tea and then they'll move on to another activity um not necessarily with all the people that came to the high tea no worries. And so you've also got like a parlour as well where you can have sort of an, an in-store experience or like a, as opposed to on location, yeah. I suppose I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, so that um, was part of our 2020 plan. So um, because yeah. we were getting a lot of inquiry from brides uh, that wanted to have a hen party but didn't necessarily have a location, um, and that was sort of difficult for us to source for them. So um, we decided that we wanted to open up our own venue, but with um, a unique spin on things. So we operate a little bit differently to most high tea venues in that it is a pre-booked service only. So and they have exclusive use of that particular room. So we currently have three rooms running and towards the middle of next year, we'll have our fourth room up and running. Um, but it's all about a unique experience. So they have exclusive use of the room. They get to choose their own menu. They can choose, again, choose their own crockery um, and make it all about them without four other groups of hand parties sort of being in the same venue as them. Um, so that's what we strove to, to do. And um, so once restrictions lifted, we were able to do that. So um, that's slowly picking up pace, which is good. Um, but yes, that's in Hawthorne. So, and yeah, so we do that in conjunction with our mobile service and also our picnic service, uh, which has been quite popular with uh, the lifting of restrictions. A lot of people are out picnicking, which we are loving. Um, so, yeah, that seems a good thing to come out of COVID. Everyone yeah. likes picnicking. Absolutely. I, I've definitely, you know, myself, I live across the road from sort of a lake area with some walking tracks and the moment that people were able to gather in groups of more than two, the people were just everywhere with picnic rugs and, you know, camping chairs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been so good to yeah. see everybody getting outdoors and, and catching up in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So we've, we offer that and then we have an in-house florist as well, which we can do 
flower crown workshops uh, in conjunction with our high teas, which is a really um, nice hen's party experience that they can make their own flower crown workshops, pop them on their heads and then enjoy high tea afterwards with that. Yeah, that's so, super cute. I love that. So we've been able to do that and yeah, we're just enjoying getting back into the swing of things and um, building partnerships with our collaborative partners and new new services and new packages and things like that. So it's been a, a, an interesting time creatively as well um, for us to, yeah. Do you, do you get many inquiries about people actually wanting you to cater small weddings, um, particularly through COVID, you know, once people were allowed to get married, but only small ceremonies and, you know, everything being up in the air about whether or not we could have a dance floor for a while and masks are still mandatory indoors and things like that. Are you finding that, is anybody interested in having like a, like a high tea wedding as their celebration? We actually did our first one in store on the weekend. Um, oh, there so you go. It was a smallish group. It was 15. Um, very sort of low-key, immediate family. Um, but, yeah, we do – we are finding um, – and we love them as well because we love that people sort of think outside the box and have a high – like, have a high tea wedding. Work excites us. We've got one in – March up in the Macedon Ranges, which we're super excited about too. It's sort of like our our kind of ultimate dream um, sort of wedding, which we're excited about. Uh, so we, yeah, I guess because we have the ability to cater sort of pretty last minute, like um, the wedding that we did on the weekend. Um, they only booked us like two weeks before that sort of thing. So wow. we have that flexibility where perhaps bigger venues may not. And we've actually been working a lot um, with a couple of elopement companies offering our services, our picnic services to them. So we've got one tomorrow. They're having a, uh, a ceremony in a local park and then we're doing a picnic for them and three of three additional guests um, after their ceremony. So, um, yeah, it, COVID has brought out the more creative. People are starting to think outside the box, which, yeah, is what we're kind of all about and we thrive on that, which has been nice. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're saying that you can cater last minute to a certain extent. Um, obviously, if you're already booked out on those days, you're going to be a little bit limited, but yeah, because you've got that mobile service and that picnic service, you, you can really kind of be on the ball, I guess, a little bit more. You can just sort of jump to it. Mm -hmm. Would that be right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, we can sort of, as much as we'd like more notice than that, but um, we can kind of do things with like 48 hours notice if, if need be sort of thing. So Yeah. So with the picnic package, would I be right in saying that it's not just sort of the food you're supplying? Like you've said that with all of your packages, people can choose their crockery and things like that as well. Um, but with the picnic package, is it sort of like a whole setup that you're providing? Yes, that's correct. So we sort of 
Um, I have a background in events and styling. I'm an interior designer by trade. Uh, so we offer, I guess that's one thing about all of our all of our experiences that we offer in that they're a styled experience. It's not, no one component is more important than the other. So the presentation of the food is just as important as the taste of the food, which is just as important as the crockery, crockery which is just as important as the styling. So um, our picnics, we have a range of vintage, um, furniture and beautiful rugs that we've sourced and yeah we put it all together um, as sort of a, a a luxurious experience with yeah chairs and things like that because you need it afterwards like no everyone wants to have like a little nap after eating all that food so yeah. chairs <laughs> are really comfy to do that and some people have been known to have a little nap afterwards as well well, and, you know, being a bride or a groom is exhausting, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of them were up pretty, pretty early to get preparations done and things like that. I know that on my wedding night, I was like, just ready to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you weren't alone there. I was the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Um, and that's another another thing that we offer um, at some of our partner accommodation venues in the Yarra Valley. Um, we not only can look after them the morning of and deliver a brunch pack, um, which they can nibble on while they're getting ready, but we also offer midnight snacks as well. So we're kind of the little food fairies. We go into their accommodation and set up a platter of food for them and a bottle of sparkling champagne sauces and we set it all up and disappear into the night and when they come back after their their celebrations um, they can enjoy that because we know that a lot of brides especially don't eat a lot during the day because they're worried about getting their dress dirty and busy, um, socialising with everyone and, and things like that. So um, to be able to just get out of your formal attire and sit and relax and nibble on some bits and pieces and enjoy a glass of sparkling um, yeah. to celebrate being married um yeah nice way to finish off the night so yeah that is such an amazing idea like I wish I knew you were around or I wish you were around when I got married that was seven years ago so you know too long ago um, <laughs> that would have been amazing to have come back to my accommodation and have a little snack there love it yes yeah so, yeah and then I guess on the before wedding side of things we have been doing a lot of proposals lately as well um yeah a lot of sunset picnic proposals have been going on lately um coming into proposal season so yes 
beautiful and like i guess because you you sort of you're creating a whole little mini event i mean obviously some of them are actual events when you're talking about your hens parties and things like that but even with your little picnics your proposals those sorts of things you're creating like quite an atmosphere with all the styling and furniture and crockery and everything that's being provided as well so it's it's more than just here's some food to nibble on isn't it yes yes um yeah, because we wanted to, like, we call them experiences for a reason because we want them to be more than just more than just the food. Um, and I guess my, well, I've worked in events and hospitality. My background isn't necessarily the food side of things. It's more the, the styling side of things. And I've spent hours upon hours um, sourcing things and to get that particular look and things like that, like our champagne sauces, for example, I think I looked at probably 10 different champagne sauces before <laughs> I decided, um, the one that we use. Um, so yeah, a lot of um, time and effort into sourcing things to create that look um, goes in behind the scenes um with that as well as all the non-glamorous things like hauling mm. furniture and <laughs> being able to play tetris with the back of the van to make sure everything fits in and things like that as well so yeah yeah absolutely so i'm interested when you say that people can choose their own crockery you must have a fair bit of stuff to choose from then as well. Um, like, do you have any limits on how many people you can cater for? Or is it pretty much, no, if you, if you want that cup and that plate, I can get you 50 of them. Or do you, do you know what I mean? We can get you 200. There you go. So there's no limit. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have, and it's, it's an ever-growing collection as well. Um, so... Yeah, we, we've tried to be a little bit different with our crockery. So we have some more traditional sort of looking crockery, but then we also have our black crockery set, um, which I don't think any other hire companies have. Um, so our black cups and sauces and we're pretty committed to it to the point that we now have to source the teapot for that set from the UK. So we actually import the black teapots and some of the black bits and pieces for that set. So, um, because they're no longer available in Australia. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're dedicated to making sure you've got everything there on hand. <laughs> yes. 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 It's all about the attention to detail. Yeah. It's all, I think it's going to come down to all the pictures going on Instagram, really. Like this, it's just, I'm like seeing the vision, do you know what I mean? Of everything that you're providing and how it all comes together. It's just, it sounds absolutely beautiful and stunning and I would encourage everybody to check out the Instagram and the website and everything because it's just awesome. I guess we should talk about the food a little bit as well. What are some of the food choices that people have available to them? So we currently have about 
30 different menu selections available. Um, so we have just recently gone from outsourcing the food. So we used to have a savoury specialist and a sweet specialist that we used to work with um, to create our menu. But because we now have our venue, um, we have done lots of renovations since June and we have our own commercial kitchen now. So that kind of gives us the flexibility to be really creative with our menu and change that um, regularly as well. So throughout COVID, we were doing high tea deliveries to people's houses and we had a curated uh, pack that we used to do and we used to change that every month and we'd um, come up with some new menu selections to go into that pack that were themed to that particular month. Um, so that's allowed us to expand our menu and um, yeah, try new things and put a twist on, a modern twist on some traditional um, sort of high tea menu selections. Um, so, so one of the things that sort of stands us apart from others is we don't actually do the traditional ribbon sandwiches. We actually do mini rolls instead because um, mini rolls can hold a lot more filling and they don't fall apart um, as your finger sandwiches sort of do, which allows it still to be a petite menu offering, but a little bit more substantial than a finger sandwich um, or a ribbon sandwich. Um, so, and we've been doing lots of um, gone menu creation as well. Um, so we've, um, in the last few months, we've done lavender scones, we've done rose water scones um, for Christmas. We've um, curate, created uh, gingerbread scones and also a Christmas pudding scone as well. Um, so, yeah, just having the kitchen allows us to be creative and things like that. Um, and if we've got a particular event on, um, we can kind of theme it to that event. So at the moment we're doing the cherry festival. So we've got a cherry themed menu for picnics up there. Um, and it also allows us to um, cater for dietaries as well, um, which is really good. We sort of don't, we say we can cater pretty much for all dietary um, requirements and things like that. So that allows us to to do that where we, um, previously we were a little bit more limited um, with that. Yeah, so now that you've got your own kitchen and you're creating all your own recipes, you can take into account all of those dietary requirements as well. That's amazing. Yeah, how many hours do you think you spent in the kitchen taste testing all of these? <laughs> um, not that often. Maybe no? <laughs> we get to do it. We get like maybe an afternoon a month in which um, we get to taste test the new bits and pieces that are coming out for that month. 
because um, we generally do like a mini photo shoot for them. Um, but yeah, uh, the smells that kind of waft through <laughs> our <laughs> office sometimes are a little bit tempting. So oh, yeah. sometimes there is a bit of a lunch order <laughs> sent down to the chef for lunch that day. Yeah, I think you had me sold at gingerbread scones. That sounds amazing. Um, I might have to order a home delivery of those for myself. <laughs> they are pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to cover like sort of some of the logistical nitty gritty questions. Um, if mm-hmm. a couple or an individual comes to you to to make a booking, Obviously, you're going to need to know a date and a, and a time kind of thing um, and possibly and probably numbers and dietary requirements. But is there anything else that we may not have already covered that you would like to know when people come to you with an inquiry? Uh, a rough amount of people. Um, yeah, so we're just, just because I guess we have all those services um, that may be going on all on the same day, which we can cater for, but obviously there's a limit on crockery. So a rough amount of how many people um, is always good um, with that. But we're pretty flexible in that we don't need to know final numbers until the week before, um, along with dietary requirements and things like that, which allows, people to RSVP and things like that in a timely manner. We don't need to know when you do the booking that you're having this amount of people kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just a rough amount of people is always good. Yeah, yeah, just so you can make sure you can cater for that many on that day. Yeah. And then I guess picnic-wise as well, we need to know, like, we like to know, like, a location of where we're going. Um, (laughs) You know, because we don't want to be pushing a giant SD up a up a hill as well as like carrying furniture and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. With the picnic setups, do you have to? Are you concerned at all about re- people requiring permits or anything like that, or is the setup not that big that you don't need to worry about it? Um. So permits are required. It de- it varies from council to council. Most of them are if it's over. Some of them are if it's over 30 and some of them are if it's over 50. But, yeah, they're really no different from someone bringing their, um, you know, their table and um, camping chairs and things like that, realistically. So, yeah. Yeah. They just look a bit more fancier, that's all. (laughs) And because permits are the responsibility of the person hosting the event anyway. So I guess that if, if they needed a permit, then all you would need to know if this, if there's any restrictions on what time you can go and set up and what time you have to pack up kind of thing. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what do you think are some of the things that make for the best events? Like from your perspective, when you're thinking about the type of events and experiences that you put on, what are some of the best ones that you've been involved in and why would you say that they're the best? Best events that we, that I've personally witnessed or been involved in are the ones that 
are a true reflection of that couple's personality or what they enjoy and things like that. You can always tell when there is, um, I guess, airs and graces um, put on because of outside influences. Um, Yeah. At the end of the day, a wedding is your special day. Most people only do it once. Um, And one of the most important days that you're going to remember. So there's no point, yeah, putting it on for someone else. Like, yeah, it's a reflection of your your relationship and your love for each other. So why would you then potentially adhere to what family wants? Well, they're important. Um, at the end of the day, it's your day. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. And I think pretty much every single supplier that I've interviewed for this podcast and asked that question of has said something very, very similar. So yeah, we're, we're definitely all on the same page in the industry with that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess on the flip side, um, in terms of things that can damage the event or, or things that can hinder it from, from being a true reflection of you as a couple, um, have you come across anything like that or have you come across anything where you would really like to recommend to people don't do that? <laughs> yes, it's happened in the past and I guess it's obviously we've had a lot of experience working in, in this industry um, and probably have done more weddings than anyone in their lifetime ever going to go to. Yeah. And so when we make recommendations, we're making them out of the couple's best interest. Um, And I guess if at the end of the day, we've got a business to run as well. And so if you want to go against our recommendations, that's your prerogative to do however we have a business and a business reputation um and profile to uphold and if we feel that that the way that a couple wants to go isn't um going to put us in the best light then we will decline to work down that path I guess is the wrong way to and I've had that before I've had to say to someone that's all well and good um you're welcome to hire these things um but we're not actually going to set it up because we don't um that's not our recommendation um for that yeah it kind of comes down to that sort of you know you're hiring professionals you're paying professionals and it might be an idea then to kind of trust in us a little bit. Yeah. That we sort of have an idea of what we're doing and, and what will work and why. Yeah. I mean, recently we've had um, someone come to us and say, I want a picnic, but I only have this budget. And we gave them a recommendation. This is what you can get for this budget. 
and um, they said, oh, but I still want the high-end package, yeah. but for this budget, <laughs> can we just use paper plates? And I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> use paper plates. I'm really sorry, but paper plates are not within our brand image, as yeah. knobby as that may sound, but we have a brand image to uphold. And it happened to be at a place where we do a lot of picnics. Um, and I was like, I'm really sorry, but it's either you, you have to go with a lower package or less people. Um, there's going to be no paper plates involved unfortunately so yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes for for the good of I guess our brand and our image we will say no to things um yeah yeah well like you said you're creating a whole experience I mean I can't imagine the horror of you know seeing like an Instagram post that you're tagged in with a paper plate when you had all this beautiful other things that could be used to set set up this event <laughs> yeah Oh, paper plates. That one's, um, that one's got me, Emma. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm going to file that one away for a funny story to tell at a later date. That's gold. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, control freak in me was like having, having a few conniptions over that one. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look, I, in terms of um, my official questions, that's pretty much all that I have for you. Um, from looking at my list, is there anything in particular that you would like to talk about or that you would like to promote or tell our couples about? Oh, I guess I could make an announcement. Yeah, heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here first. Um, we haven't even put it, we've hinted at it, but we haven't officially put it on our socials or anything like that. So as of, as of the end of January, um, not only we not only will we have our venue in Hawthorne, but we are actually opening up a second venue in Geelong in the Federal Mills precinct in Geelong, uh, which is a beautiful heritage listed rustic venue, uh, which will be able to hold larger functions. So at the moment, our largest function that we do in Hawthorne is 30. Um, so yeah, we're opening that up for high teas, for wedding receptions, um, hen parties, anything along those lines. Um, so yeah, we're excited to be starting getting into that um so we move in middle of january to start um opening up yeah end of january with that so we're pretty excited to be able to offer that to the geelong market they don't necessarily have to come up to melbourne to have a hand party or um yeah because mm, that side of Melbourne is actually humongous. <laughs> like <laughs> for those of us that live on the east and the southeastern side in particular, I think sometimes we forget how widespread the Geelong area is. 
like it, it's a huge, huge space. So that's amazing that you'll be able to cater to such a massive area out there as well. So much more easily. Yeah. Well, I'm personally really excited about it because um, I've found that that sort of region is a bit more creative in their weddings. They like that more rustic industrial interesting kind of vibe down there so it allows us to be a bit more creative with what we can offer down there um, as well as what we currently offer so um, we're really going to be pushing for some high tea weddings um, down that way and offering those so um, yeah we're really excited to be getting into there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it from me with all the formalities, Emma. I do really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It sounds like you are super under the pump and have a lot going on, which congratulations, though. That's awesome, especially after the shit year <laughs> that has been 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's, been, it's been busy for us where, like, I'm super grateful for what has happened to us. So this year, because um, yeah, we were we managed to pivot and yeah. All right. Well, look, I'll let you go, Emma, and I'm sure you've probably got a um a busy night ahead of you as well and a busy rest of the week. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, and hopefully we can keep in touch. I'd love to order a box off you one day. <laughs> yes, let us know. Let us know. We'll, we'll drop one in for you. I will. Thanks, Emma. You have a good one. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Bye. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know, and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi, and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode, or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances, and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.